And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Monday, February 19th in the midst of the All-Star break. It's the real break now. All-Star weekend's over. Dunk contest done. Three-point contest done. All-Star game done. Uh, all of that f- super fun, super cool All-Star weekend stuff is done. Uh, we talked about it in a video this morning on the channel. I'm sure if you checked it out, you know our thoughts on the All-Star game. I don't think we're going to be talking about the All-Star weekend uh, in this episode, which is, uh, I would say, a good thing overall because it was... Uh, Special, it was, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not this exact all star game, but uh, we can start at all star weekend because Jason Tatum met Larry Bird, uh, for the first time, apparently, which is pretty cool. He got a chance to meet the Celtics legend, Larry Bird, not out much, uh, likes his privacy, likes to hang out. Uh, Tatum on meeting Larry Bird said, I remember saying, I've never met Larry Bird, never been in the same room as him. As crazy as that sounds, it's never worked out. Uh, but before tip-off, part of the Celtics PR staff spotted Bird and ran Tatum down. Uh, this is in an article. Said, I got the chance to meet him. Tell him how much of an honor it was to meet him. And he told me that he was looking forward to meeting me. That was crazy to hear him say that. He was a lot taller than I thought he was. Uh, what he means to the game. What he means to the city of Boston and the Celtics. He's the ultimate Celtic. So it was an honor to meet him. Just very cool. Just very cool. Yeah, it's really cool that they finally got to meet. Up until this point, if you had told me that they hadn't met, I wouldn't have been shocked. Would not have put my jaw to the floor, if you will. But it is a bit strange that they hadn't met before this. I know we kind of touched upon this with Bobby Kravitsky on Talking Seas, but Larry was in town for the 2019 playoffs when the Pacers visited the Garden. And he got put on the big screen. It was a massive ovation. That would have been a time I wouldn't have been shocked if he met the players, but it does make sense as he was kind of a part of the Pacers organization why he wouldn't want to do that, especially like knowing about him. Very competitive. Doesn't exactly want to, you know, mingle with the op- opposition. But it's nice that they finally did get to meet. I know Tatum kind of said like things just didn't line up for them to have met before that. So it sounds like there was some sort of effort going into it. But I was most impressed with the sheer admiration you could tell Larry Bird had for Tatum. That was really, really sick to see. And I know another angle of this we can get to is like the Missoula angle where he's having all these former guys come meet the team. So I'm sure that Mm -hmm. goes nicely with his mindset too. Yeah. I mean, you think of a Celtic, you think of Bill Russell, Larry Bird, like that, those are your one two right there, and and so the fact that Tatum had a met him, I suppose, is a bit weird, but it makes sense when you start to like really realize the context. Like Larry Bird doesn't leave his house; he likes to hang out, he likes his privacy, he doesn't like to be Respect. in the limelight a lot, and so he's just not around much. And I think you mentioned this on Talking Seas. Keith Smith pointed out like he worked for the Pacers for a long time. He wasn't going to be parading around like saying hi to Tatum, saying hello to the Celtics. Like Danny Ainge isn't around right now. Because it works for the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just how it is. It's just, you know, it, it makes sense when you really think about, like, oh, yeah, that's why they haven't met. Because he, he's not a part of it. So, it, I get it from that perspective. Jack, handshake, Larry Bird, not leaving the house. <laughs> I hate this narrative. I, I, I hate it. I really don't like it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll leave you alone. Uh, but, no, like. Larry Bird lives the life I think everybody kind of wishes they could live, where they just mm-hmm. fuck off and nobody bothers them. And 
it's cool. He came out came out to All Star Weekend, of course, because it's in Indiana. He's going to show face, being the face of that state's basketball history. It's probably a good reason to do so. It was pretty great that you know Tatum really really cared about meeting him too. We've seen a lot of growth in terms of Tatum's admiration for the city and in the Celtics as an organization and really taking pride in being a part of it and wanting to be one of the main figures in the team's history by the time his career is done. And, you know, this is a big part of that. Have yeah. respect of the legends that came before. I saw Bill Sy did the article for Celtics blog on this, which is where I pulled the quotes from. And he mentions, do we know if Paul Pierce met Larry Bird? Do we know if they like ever got to meet? I'm not sure. Maybe Bird was coaching the Pacers for a bit while Pierce was in the league, so they might have got to meet that way. But I don't think it was anything like this if they did. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea. That's a good question. I don't actually know. Pierce like, was I, before, before Tatum. I mean, yeah. there were the buffer guys. Like Isaiah was a huge bridge guy. Rondo was the, the Celtic guy for, the, for a while. But, you know, nobody to the magnitude of Tatum or Pierce has come through really since Larry Bird. So for this to have happened is pretty great. See, it might seem like a minor thing to everybody on the outside, but with all of the legends we've seen floating around the hour back center this season and the sense of brotherhood Missoula is trying to instill within the organization in those that came before, this is just a, a cherry on top of that movement. So it, it's a really awesome sight. Yeah, and I said this on Talking CC, like, and that motherfucker's breaking all his records. <laughs> he's taking all his like, like Tatum's taking all his shit too. So he's like, "Hey, handshake." <laughs> yeah, fine has to now. respect him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like the only two guys that have ever scored sixty points in Celtic Green, right there That's, on the screen. Dude, I don't think like it is. Like that's incomprehensible to me. Like Tatum's twenty six, and he's already like in like one two Larry Bird. Obviously, it's not the same, but like the fact that he's even like. Holding a record, him and Larry Bird are the only two players in Celtics history. Insane, like that. It's it's really crazy, um, the magnitude of that. Just thinking next. about it, it, it better be. I was I I went on a whole thing. I said um, I did my best you impression. I said I was on Who the next film with? school, next film school, oh, the next um, <clears throat> pregame show. And he asked me at the start of the season, like very like before the season started, because we did the opening day pregame. He said, "What's a dis like? What is considered a failure for the Celtics?" I said, "They have to make the finals. At the very least, they have to make the finals." And he yeah. asked me now, and I said, "I'm gonna exaggerate, but if they get to Game Seven of the finals and lose on a buzzer beater, it's a failure." <laughs> like I said, that's the bar, and obviously that's an exaggeration because you'd have to have some context there. But you win, like you have to win. So if everybody's healthy. You have to win. You have to. Yeah, you've won all year. You've beaten. Just about everybody that's been put in front of you. I think the yeah. only team they've played and haven't. No, well, let's see. They haven't, they haven't had the back half of the Warriors either. But Thunder like nuggets. OKC. Yeah, Nuggets. I'm excited. I, I'm excited <laughs> for the playoffs until they get here. And then when they get here, I'm going to be miserable. Just wait. You guys didn't get to see it last year. It was just game after game, just grueling hardship, like ups and downs, roller coaster. I hope they take it serious this year. I was explaining the playoffs to who I think I was talking to Ray last night because we went and got my friend Ray and I went after basketball and went and got fast food. And I was like, explain to him. I was like, listen, like playoffs last year, 
they fucked around too much. I hope they don't do that this year. It's going in depth. I will say, made for excellent pod content. <laughs> made for <laughs> excellent no, podcast. It, it sure does. And Jack, just to put the cherry on top for you, you'll get a kick out of this. I was in the coffee shop today. I thought of the game four, 2022. <laughs> oh, wait, game four, 2022. The, the Warriors. Oh, my God. I thought about it just I was thinking about it. I was like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> you're sick. I am you're, sick. You're I don't Ill. even remember what brought me to that, like, thought train. Like, I don't know what my thought train was to get there, but I was mad as hell when I was waiting for my coffee. I was like, I can't believe this. You need some help, brother. <laughs> you need some help. Um, we mentioned we wouldn't talk about this All-Star Weekend, but we can talk about a future one. Uh, reporting from Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe. Uh, Celtics are trying to host the 2029 All-Star Game. This is a quote from Rich Gotham. Uh, we've had those conversations with both the NBA and the city of Boston. A lot of different cons- constituencies. Took me a second. Including TD Garden and Meet Boston. We've had some preliminary conversations and there's enthusiasm from all parties to bring the game to Boston. We're working on it. Uh, Gotham told Washburn, the economic impact is really big. It's not quite the Super Bowl, but as far as sporting events go, it's a big event. It's the NBA version of the Super Bowl, and it draws people from all over the world. Media coverage is global, and it would be a great way to showcase Boston. And Boston is certainly, uh, particularly with all the development that's gone on in the seaport, all the hotels and facility. Uh, Boston's definitely a viable destination, so we're hoping to be able to bring a game here. I think 2029 is likely, but nothing is locked in at this point. They haven't hosted. You put this on here since 64. It's been a long time since Boston hosted the All-Star game. For what it's worth, 64, they did win. They won a title. Respect. Correlation. (laughs) Hopefully. Um, No, I mean, it would be cool to have all the All-Star stuff in Boston. I know we have done, and I'm sure we will get into it later, because there is a segment on this sheet about the All-Star game. it's not fun anymore. Like I'm going to save the rant for later, but it's really, we, we just watched everybody's miserable about it. So yes, it's cool to have the festivities here. I hope by the time it's brought that there are like improvements made because if not, I'm not sure people are going to continue to get excited about this. I'm just not, but well, I think it's less of having the game here and more of having the players in the media here. No, I, think I that's agree. More important. Thing. I agree with yeah. you, and and that's the exciting part because there are a lot of cool events that go along with the All Star Game. Like on Twitter, our friend Cam was there. He went to Indy, as did Bobby and Joe Sway, mm-hmm. and he got to go to like this convention. They had a two K booth. They had uh, a Starry the Soda booth where it was like a shooting competition. Like, they had all sorts of little festivities you could just show up and do. Why would you not want that here? It would be great for the locals just to go and, like, enjoy and dive into the NBA. When we went to Vegas for the in-season tournament, they had all this great stuff you could do outside the arena. You didn't even have – well, actually, you did. I think you did need a ticket to the game to get to that part. But just having all of that local would be fun. The amount of media and attention that you would get would also be a good time. And it would be good for the garden, I think, just to to have it there. Definitely. And I don't think this would necessarily be relevant at the time because I feel like the Celtics will still have a similar core. But, like, show some players. Boston's pretty cool. Come on down. Yeah. Like, Boston's a cool place. You want to be here? I well, don't know if you any... want to talk about that. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of, like, Bam Adebayo Celtics chatter happening because he's really? out with Deuce. I don't know. 
I, I see it on Twitter, saw it on Reddit. I don't know why people think this will happen because I just don't think they will ever have the money to do this. No. But everybody's like, yeah, him and Tatum are buddies and, you know, all that. So the All-Star game is the time for the tampering. I'll tell you that. That's how Al Horford ended up with the Celtics, if you correct. I don't think that ever happened. That'd be sick. That is one of the guys that I look at and say, he'd be a pretty good fit in Boston. I think like that makes a lot of sense. But I, Final I thought on this. Yes. 2026, they were trying to get it too. Went to the Clippers with their new arena. Who's next year? Do you know? I do not know. You keep talking, I'll look it up. Okay. But sneaky happy that it will not be here in 2026, just in case that's LeBron last game and we don't have to have a circle jerk. (laughs) What if he plays till 29? That'd be terrible. (laughs) One, I wouldn't want it to be at the Garden his final All-Star game, but I just don't want to deal with him for that long. Mm -hmm. Next year's Chase Center, San Fran. That's fun. Yeah, it's fine. No complaints. The last, my God, the last three years have been rough for locations for these guys. Last <laughs> I just year looked was at it. Utah. Utah. Oh, that's right. It was ass. And then 22 Before, was Cleveland. Cleveland, Utah, Indiana. <laughs> they said, sorry, our bad. Let's do San No wonder Fran they're not trying. <laughs> yeah, right. San Fernando. The last time they tried was the first year of LeBron versus that. And that was in L.A. And then it went yeah. Charlotte, Chicago, Atlanta, Cleveland, Salt Lake, Indy. They haven't had a warm place since the last time they tried. Maybe they'll give it a go this time around. <laughs> San Fran is back. <laughs> Did they do All-Star in 2021? Uh, yeah, it was in Atlanta. Giannis Atlanta got the shaft on that one, huh? Because they, they couldn't really have people there. With yeah, COVID. they got screwed 100%. 100%. It would be cool, though. I I would like All-Star Boston. I think it'd be a fun event. But... We would probably go. Hopefully, Hopefully by that time, we have, you know, big bridges. Knock on, knock on wood. We'll see what happens. I got to get a job first. You got, we, we both we got to figure it out, but we'll get there eventually. Um, yeah. Let's go to the email. See what people have to say. Uh, I know we have a ton of emails, but first, let's spin the wheel of Impopnito. And uh, spoiler spin alert, we have a winner. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> Let's see if Joshua Michonne will win in Pabnito. He commented today. Uh, we got to start reminding people at the start of the shows again, but please comment yeah. what's popping on the show. Uh, congrats. Pop it up. Waiting from an email from you, too. Uh, Ready popcorn, buddy. Josh and Jamie, send us emails, hbtcpod at gmail.com with your name and phone number. We'll get you hooked up with the $10, excuse me, in Pabnito gift. Get your buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. Quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Massachusetts 21 plus and present in MA. Hope is here. First online real money line wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call one 800 GAM one two three four. Gift card. Uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Now let's go to the email. 
which is very cool because we have seven emails from six different people, which is it, it, it always makes me smile. Uncharted territory from new people it's very fun but let's start with the og the legend rj what's popping intentional mindset dunks evening guys i love jb in the dunk contest especially his tribute with his left hand i just wish he would have gotten it from marcus and then they both stare at his left hand mcclone can enjoy his trophy in the g league be well rj yeah <laughs> email my mom says mac mcclone will be on the globe trotters next year it's fucked up. Take. uh no i mean i love the left hand dunk when it happened i was hyped i was like yes absolutely do this i thought he might do something with that but you know didn't win like the michael jackson glove too and i'm michael jackson <laughs> music's excellent uh i guess he's from indiana somebody tweeted that and was yes. oh jalen said that yeah yeah so uh that was another wrinkle to it but yeah i mean jalen was creative with his tributes with all of his dunks at the very least yeah, he, he tried. He was creative. And I, I think his he said his goal is to have fun, and that's what he did. So <clears throat> good for Jalen. Matt Souza says, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. After seeing Lamar Stevens play three games and watching them, I think he could have been a usable piece. He didn't get much opportunity. I guess that's what's aggravating. I think he's capable of doing uh, the job we brought Tillman to do. Yes, Lamar is two inches shorter, but he makes up for it with bounce and muscle mass. He's been incredibly efficient putting his body in line against Giannis, hustling and playing efficiently. He hasn't shot below 50% since showing the Grizzlies, who are now 2-1 and one with Lamar. For Christ's sakes, he had three blocks, one steal, five offensive rebounds, five defensive rebounds. Shot 60% and had 13 points, so I'm upset we let him run on the bench without getting in real minutes. Could have developed him. I just don't get the move. I'm happy he's getting the time he clearly deserves. I think he should have gotten the same opportunity as O'Shea. Very mad, Matt is, about uh, Lamar Stevens. Uh, I kind of understand it. Like, I get wanting him to get the same opportunities as O'Shea, and I agree with it to some degree because I do think he could have played a similar role. He's not as athletic as O'Shea, so he's not as good as cutting and, and dunking and, and getting in there. He's a good offensive rebounder, but I still think O'Shea is better. Um. And Xavier Tillman is just a better big man than Lamar. Like, that's just what it is. And he's he, like, he's doing all that stuff there because he's getting 20 minutes a night. He'd play like five minutes in Boston. Like, he's just not going to have the same opportunity to get in that rhythm and make the same impact. I get it. I like Lamar. I've talked to Lamar. He's a great guy, great human, like a phenomenal person and a good basketball player, underrated. But I just don't think he was going to get the same opportunities to thrive the same way he's thriving in Memphis here. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, even if you were like, hey, I think Lamar Stevens should get the same opportunity that O'Shea's getting. I mean, O'Shea's not getting the greatest opportunity. He's missed, what has he appeared in? I want to say 34 games of the 51 or 53 they've played so far. Like, he's not getting a ton of run anyway. When he's out there, it's for like six minutes. So even if Stevens did get the O'Shea minutes, he still wouldn't have a lot of time to prove himself. I think going to Memphis unless his ultimate goal was to win a title this year, which it probably was, you know, the way everything went. But it's his next best option because he's going to have the ultimate green light there. He's not under contract past this season, so if he plays well for the next couple months, he maybe can get himself paid a few extra million dollars on another team, or he can stay in Memphis and fit in with that grit and grind kind of mindset they have, which is a Lamar Stevens staple of, of basketball. <laughs> and he could probably endear himself to the crowd there. I'm happy to see he's getting an opportunity with the Grizzlies at the very least. As far as playing with the Celtics goes, even if he's getting the minutes that O'Shea is getting, there isn't as much opportunity in terms of flexibility in the offense. It's be ready when passed to put the ball in the basket and play defense. With mm -hmm. Memphis, 
much, much more wiggle room with what he can do on the offensive end. It's just not something he would get with the Celtics. So as a basketball player, I just think he's better off being in Memphis. Again, it seemed like he was well-liked with the Celtics, and this is the last thing, and, and was a good uh, soft-spoken leader, believe it or not. But Memphis is a great situation for him, so I'm sure he's not too, too mad. Yeah, like – I don't. I don't. I th- you're correct. I think to wish Lamar had more opportunities here because I do think he's a good player. But it just like yes. Celtics are just too good. Like as as True. pretentious and stupid as it is to say, like he's wasn't going to get the minutes. Like it just wasn't going to happen, uh, unfortunately. <clears throat> but happy for Lamar. Happy he's getting that chance in Memphis. So. <clears throat> Next one is from Matt as well. Uh, Springer. Hey, do you think Springer is an attempt to develop a future defensive menace like Drew Holiday? He can literally pick the brains of the two best defensive guards or the two best defensive guards in the league. If he can develop any sort of offensive consistency, he's going to be a steal. And with the new second apron, I'm starting to think Brad is a genius besides Lamar. Plus Lamar was uh, the only way to bring him Tillman. Thanks, guys. Uh, I don't think Jaden Springer will ever turn into Drew Holiday hot take. However, I do think this is Brad's calculated way of finding guys he thinks could be rotation pieces eventually. And I do think Jaden Springer is a very good defensive player. And so this could pan out if they can help him develop offense. So the Brad is a genius part. I agree. He's a very good GM. And I think it stems from his abilities as a really good coach. I agree with that because I think he has a really good understanding of how the play, the stars on this team work, how they work together and what the best types of players are to put around them. He probably thinks to himself, if I was coaching this team, who would I want to be able to put out there to help out Tatum and Brown and the rest of the gang? Uh, Another interesting wrinkle to this is Springer. If he does develop, which I think he's in a good situation to do that, he's playing underneath two of the better defensive guards in the NBA in Holiday and Derek White. So those are two great mentors for him to learn from as he continues to try and grow as a player. Also, should he pan out and improve, he will be a player that the Celtics can use, as Brad Stevens put it, potentially in the playoffs, maybe not this season, but going forward, that you are not going to have to pay a ton of money. That is wildly important as this core continues to play on and in the future looks to have sustained success because of the new CBA. We've talked countless times about You don't want to be over the second apron. With the second apron, you are going to be heavily restricted in what you can do. For example, your draft pick will go to the bottom of the first round if you are exceeding that apron too many years in a row. You can't acquire players via trade. There are so many different penalties that you're going to face for overspending. By finding players, whether it's through the draft, which is also important, which is why all these picks kind of matter now, and also on cheap contracts like somebody like Springer, you're going to be able to have more sustained success with the stars that you already have. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, adding players who could potentially help you and play specific roles while developing the rest of their game. It has been what he wants to do. And that's what the Celtics have done. Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, Peyton Pritchard, Jordan Walsh. Now like, it's what they do. And it's a good Hauser in particular is like the number one, like value guy that they have found since Brad has been in charge. Yeah, Literally I makes mean, I, a million dollars per season. Hundred percent. I wrote about it in uh, for Celtics blog before the season. I said the Celtics are building a G League farm system in Maine. They're effectively building a minor leagues equivalent of basketball, where they are developing players who could potentially play a role. It's a role player farm system. It's perfect. 
it's a great work. It's what the Heat do. It's what the Grizzlies have done a good job of. And now the Celtics are doing it too. So credit from Philip. Birthdays on the roster. Happy birthday, Philip. Happy, happy uh, birthday. Hi, fellas. What a great season so far. Uh, as I've watched every Celtics game, Rain or Shine for 10 years now, it ha isn't lost on me how great and fun this group is. Brad is a mastermind. Shout out, Brad. That said, you know, I think about birthdays every day and I cannot help but know uh, time is not on the side of every player on a roster. I think long before White K uh, KP or JB is traded away, our older vets will get moved. How do you see Al and Drew aging as we won win championships or two continue to be denied? Do you agree that they will eventually get moved before White KP Drew uh, or White KP JB? I think is what he meant. Um, not trying to rain in our parade, but just wondering what Jedi Master Brad is thinking. Best Phil. I think GM segment so far. Yeah, I, I think the piece from Howard Beck of uh, the Ringer is some pretty good insight into this. Like, would they consider moving a role player like Drew if something doesn't work out, or would they rather trade Jalen for other pieces? I don't think they trade Al. I think Al lives on the Celtics till he retires. So I don't I don't think that'll happen. I think a Drew trade is more realistic because of how much money he might want, but I also think it is equally as realistic that they either one just pay him or two he takes a discount to stay with the Celtics. I just it's it I don't think they'll make it. if if they win a championship they're not going to make a trade. I don't think they trade anybody. I think it'll be we're just going to keep winning. But I do think Brad is smart enough to, if he sees one of them on the decline, strike while the iron is hot, um, regardless of what's happening. Uh, and, and I think that's what makes a good GM. Like, for as much as we love Marcus, obviously he's both of our favorite players of all time. Like, even when he was playing for the Grizzlies, he wasn't amazing. Like, he, he was good, but he wasn't the same Marcus that was always here. And you wonder how much of that is just the situation, how much of that is the players around him, or how much of that is the wear and tear on his body over all the years of diving on the floor and being a menace. And so I think Brad has a good eye for when players are losing it. Um, the reason I don't think they'll trade Al is they've already let him go once. You bring him back, he, he's too important to the locker room, and you're not going to get much for Al anyways. Like, uh, it, trading Al is not worth a first-round pick. Um Drew Holiday would make more sense if you can find a team that's willing to give up a good package, but you have to stay competitive. And I think Brad knows that. So I don't, they won't trade anything just for the sake of getting value in return. The only way they trade, I think a core member of the piece is if it keeps them in the title race at this point. To go back to the out point, I really think he's one of those guys you just kind of can't trade. Even if you had a good offer, you talked about his presence in the locker room. Yes. It's very important. But also it feels like he's one of those – I mean, I don't know. They traded Marcus. So just – you have to take this with a grain of salt. He's taken a team-friendly deal to stick around. That should kind of be respected. I am so against the player power stuff, but this is more of a he did you a favor, don't fuck him over thing. I mean, he's been a great vet. He's been a great Celtic every year that he's been here, whether it's his first or second stint. There is no reason that Al Horford should not be a part of whatever the Celtics are trying to build. And he should be able to finish out his career in Boston. He seems to like it here. His family seems to like it here. So there's no reason to just send him packing and make him have to uproot his life again without like any real purpose. It just doesn't make sense. As for the other guys mentioned here, I don't love the idea of trading a holiday either. I think it's a similar situation to Horford. I don't know what his next contract will look like. There's talks of that. I know he has a player option this summer, which could lead to some sort of, whether it could be a team-friendly deal or a re-up or whatever it's going to have to be, you may see a different figure in the cap sheet going forward. 
And that could have an impact on whether or not they trade him, depending if it's team friendly, not team friendly, because you don't want them to restrict themselves going forward either. But I don't know. I think Holiday has been a good vet for this team, much like Horford has, where he's willing to sacrifice. He's taking the least shots he's taken since he was a rookie. He's, despite that, shooting the highest he's ever shot from three in his career. And he's continuing to play good defense for you, not only doing it on the perimeter, but also taking on the challenge of guarding bigger players, which is not something you can find all over the league from a guard. He's just kind of unique enough where you should keep him. And I think he's another guy where you have an opportunity to make an impression on the rest of the league by treating him correctly towards the end of his career. Maybe that matters. Maybe it doesn't. But there's no re- I, I don't know. I think he's been good enough to where you don't need to talk about trading him. I think of these guys, and I think none of it is likely, Jalen is the most likely to get dealt. Don't think it's soon, but just because of, sorry, because of the cap figure <laughs> that you would be able to bring back, it just makes the most sense if you believe in the rest of the, the group without him. I agree, and I understand, but I also think there is a point to, there is going to be a time when Drew is not Drew anymore. No, it's and true. Riding Absolutely that true. line of like maybe having to get value, I think, is the point um, Philip is making, and I get it that's just too tough of a line to ride i think at certain times so i i think they're just better off keeping them both for now and, and seeing what happens um at least well, the for cap the figure matters with drew whatever whatever yeah. his next contract is does matter because yeah, of course if you look at horford who's in a similar boat to holiday in the sense that he's a vet his skill set has become increasingly limited as he has gotten a little older not to say he's bad by any means but he's not al horford from 2018 the fact that he's only making $10 million makes it so we can sit here and be like, they don't need to move him. He's a good fit. He's worth it. There's nothing that you could get back in a trade that makes it worth it. If Holiday's going to make $30 million plus, which we don't know, we don't know what it's going to be. But if he is, then you can begin to pontificate and be like, well, Celtics have a lot of their draft picks. That's a cap figure where you could take somebody back that's actually worth bringing in, and the trade becomes more valuable to talk about. I don't love the optics of trading him. I don't know what he's going to look like going forward. I don't know what money he's going to make going forward. So there's a lot of variables that go into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see what happens. I lean on the side of they're just going to keep him and roll, but Brad knows best. I'll go back to that every time. So The Brad thing, too, just before we quickly, quickly get into this email, he has shown like a Belichick-type way of trading guys a year too early which is a good thing because mm-hmm. you don't want to be a year late. You want to be a year early because then you get your yes. value and then, you know, whatever you can get more for him. That's the end. I agree. Credit to Brad. I mean, Brad's been, I think as good as you can expect a guy to be. Oh yeah. So credit to him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, next email we got is from Christian Galliettmo. Hey, Christian. Uh, hey, man. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, do y'all think Jalen will get even better using his left hand? And also, let's say we make the finals. Do you think we'll be able to beat the Nuggets or OKC in a seven-game series? Jalen with his left hand, I think he's been a lot better this year. 
Uh, and I think the left hand has mattered a lot less because he's just been put into better positions to succeed and capitalizing on them more. Uh, and do you think they'll be able to beat the Nuggets or OKC in a seven game series? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I agree with both those statements. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see the dunk contest? The left hand. It's true. This is true. Super but- cool dunk. I think the Celtics are well-equipped to play both these teams in the finals. I think they Mm -hmm. have the bodies to throw at Jokic in particular. And I think they have the perimeter guys to throw at SGA. If you want to reference the first game against OKC where they lost, they did lose. They did tighten it up in the fourth quarter, and Tatum's defense on Gilgis Alexander really helped that. If they see them in the finals, I'm sure that'll be something that they go to. And also the youth Mm -hmm. of OKC may raise some red flags in the playoffs. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but... Denver is a proven team. It's going to be probably a tougher test. Who knows who gets there? Mm-hmm. West, West, yeah. West is going to be wild. Look at the, we didn't even say the Clippers. I think the Clippers could beat either of those teams. Clippers are it's nasty. Stop Clippers might be the about, most difficult team to deal with too. We were talking about that on the next film school pod. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the email, Christian. Email us again. We love it. Next one from Matt. Matt, we saw this during Talking Seas, but we were waiting for the pod. Matt, all-star fix. Hey, first-time email, long-time listener on YouTube. We know you, Matt. You're a beast. Thank you, sir. Uh, Some interesting all-star ideas I saw from Twitter and I thought of. 1v1, king of the court tourney, limited dribbles, 10 seconds per possession. In. W. Player pride comes in there. Mm -hmm. 3v3 tourney. Uh, each of the six divisions has to put a team together, one from each team with subs, uh, five total players per team. Sure. Fine with me. Um, yeah, maybe find a way to use the all-stars in it, but I, I like it. I like it. Did every division have an all-star this year? Definitely, right? Did every division? Had Let's to. see. Uh, Atlantic, yes. Southeast, yes. <laughs> Central, yes. Uh, Northwest? Yes. Every Everyone Yes, did. Minnesota. OKC had one. Southwest only had one though in the yeah, uh, West. Luca and everybody else got popped. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea though, Matt. In three point contest should be available to NBA, college, WNBA, retired. That would be sick. Retired would be absolutely insane. <laughs> retired. That would be, would be lit. Cool. Yeah. I'm in, Matt. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. I keep thinking I can't swear because we just did talking seeds, but I can swear now. Yeah. Matt, that's all. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, I would add um, G League. Let the G League guys in too. Let them cook. Let them earn a contract on the three point contest. Dude, G League players could legitimately earn a three uh, a, a contract in the three point contest. Imagine somebody yeah, comes in and makes everyone. Like, seriously? All Maybe. I'm thinking about is the retired guys that are like, I hate today's NBA coming in trying to prove yeah. themselves. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, Diversify the best shooters. Steph or Sabrina was awesome. Anyone and everyone should get to shoot uh, a shot to shoot on the biggest stage. Reggie said, shoot or shoot. Yes. I have no idea for the all-star game. It feels like an idea of home court advantage. In the playoffs would stretch. Uh, would be a stretch and not fair. I'd be entertaining. Uh, it'd be entertaining to create another team advantage somehow within the all-star break, though. Thanks, Matt H. Yeah, I really like the retired players idea. That's that's a heater. That's a W. Love yeah. that, Matt. I mean, there, there's a lot. Dunk contest being horse is one. I do like the one one night tournament of just chaos. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a lot of these ideas are good too. So good job. Yeah. We'll have to see. Take the idea from Matt, Adam. Adam Silver. Email from Ryan Hall, PP versus MC. I know it's not possible. Trade deadline's over and the money doesn't add up. Just a little fun hypothetical question. If you could magically do a trade, would you trade Peyton Pritchard for Mike Conley? Just a fun little question uh, you could possibly debate. Much love, Ryan H. 
I know you're a huge Mike Conley guy. I know you love Mike Conley. I like Mike Conley. Respect. I like Mike Conley too. No, I would not trade Peyton Pritchard for Mike Conley. I, I might. I don't think I would. I you need the shooting. You need the, the extra three-point shooting. Mike Conley's not a bad shooter, but the range and the consistency, and I would argue the quickness of Peyton Pritchard. And I don't know if Ryan wants us to take the contract into account, but I think that's important too, even though Mike Conley did just get extended. But you got a cheaper player, a younger player on a smaller deal. I wouldn't make a move. I think Mike Conley is the better player, yes, but I think you need the shooting uh, and the range that Pritchard gives, especially with the um, the con- like Mike Conley would never have the ball in his hands, Boston. I just think if Mike Conley was on the Celtics, one, he would not have the ball in his hands. You're absolutely right, but two, he could prove to be a big veteran presence on the team because he's done that with both Minnesota and Utah. When he plays, the team is much better. When he does not play, the team is not as good. The, He's also shooting far better from three than I thought at 44%. So I'll eat my words. My bad. Um, but but even yeah. then, like, I do understand your point. Like, he's not going to be facilitating, even though he could. Because you can look at somebody like Drew Holiday, who was a great facilitator last year. Had, what, seven, seven and a half assists per game? And this year, he's barely being asked to do that. He's at, like, four and a half, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley could probably take on a similar role. He's a good defender, but he is getting older. He did just sign an extension, which we're, we have on the sheet. We can skip it now, I guess, but it's two years, 21 million. So he'd only be making like two and a half more million than Pritchard per season going forward. At the end of the day, this wouldn't be the worst thing ever, but I mean, Pritchard's great too. And his uh, ability to shoot threes from long, long distances is a huge help for the Celtics. Yeah. You know what? Confidence is a huge help for the Celtics too. Let me double back for this year only. If we're talking this year and maybe next year, then yes, I'd switch it. But if we're talking in general, then no, because Mike Conley's 36 and like you want to maintain the longevity. And I I think Pritchard will be better than Mike Conley in like two years from now, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, not trying to play Jenga with the team's chemistry. Of course, that's also yeah. extremely important. Like, I don't want to come off and say I think Peyton Pritchard is better than Mike Conley. Obviously not. But I'm ta- I'm thinking like long term in general. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you'd rather Pritchard. But awesome. Thanks for the email. Good emails, guys. Thank you Very guys fun. for reaching out. If you want to be involved in the next podcast, hbtcpod at gmail.com is the way to get in touch with us. You just saw it right there. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's do an NBA, NBA standings check. And excuse me, uh, except we don't really have NBA standings to check in on because it's all the same. Um, yeah. What is there to check in with the standings? Do we want to even do an NBA standings check in or is this going to be a 30 seconds of us saying nothing about the standings? And then we just go to. The I just thing. kind of leave it on the sheet. In case I do, too. I didn't think about it. it. Is there anything we want to talk about? I mean, the Bucks suck, but that's what we said last time. Too. <laughs> yeah, we did the pod on Saturday, so there have not been any games. There will not be any no. games until Thursday. Thursday, the league yeah. is back. Uh, I guess we can do a quick, like, biggest surprise, like little like. Sure. mid-season standings takeaways like just for example we could say golden state probably hasn't had as good of a season as we would have thought they might have mm-hmm. right like coming in it felt like they had a decent off season they went out and made some decent like sarge was supposed to be a decent addition for them they have recovered a bit but the same could be said against a team like Dallas or for a team like dallas who is only a game out of fifth but this summer, I thought they had a great offseason. Grant, it's already gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in on Dallas, or, or excuse me, on OKC. I got lost because I was trying to fix the tabs. 
uh, but it's just it's not working out for me very well. Um, really, the whole top three of the West is better than everybody thought they would be. Minnesota is my biggest surprise. I, I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they would be this good. Like they are far and away better than I thought they'd be. So credit to them. Um, credit the Clippers. Like they turned that around. It was looking really bad. When they first made that James Harden trade, like, five. they looked like a dumpster fire, and they have since figured things out in a big way. Cleveland too had a really bad start to the season, and they've been like really, really good since then. Um, they're now one of what one, two, three, four, five other teams that have a chance to hit the forty twenty mark, um, which is good. The Suns aren't as like oh yeah they turned it around, but they were also like they were five hundred for a while, and now they're eleven yes. games above. So like credit. Pelicans playing well. Warriors obviously disappointing. Um, the Rockets fell off a cliff too. They were really hot. They feel like the Jazz of this year, where they were like, Yeah, look at this team. Everyone was like, Oh, maybe. Yeah, and then nah. Yeah. I feel like the Western Milwaukee Conference. being eight and a half games worse than the Celtics is kind of a surprise too. Well, I think we all kind of thought it would be a bit more competitive at the top of the East, and it just hasn't been. Yeah. I don't know if it's that the Celtics I have think- been way better. I think that hasn't been good. I think it's a mix of a lot of things, but I think for as, as good as they've been and they were expected to be good, like I think the Celtics being as good as they are is definitely also a surprise. Like they're almost at an 80% win percentage. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Good for them. I, well, <laughs> the fact that there's only uh, two teams in the Easter conference that could get 40 wins before 20 losses. Celtics have already done it is kind of surprising. Like you think right? the Washington yeah. would have been able at least like had a chance. Like, <clears throat> They had 20 losses at 35 wins. Like, that's not even close to where you think they would have been. Yeah, 100%. Doc Rivers era has been special stuff. Not great. Not great for Doc. Um, Adam Silver is very mad at the All-Star game. None too pleased. Is where we're going next. So he he went into the All-Star game, trying to hype it up, saying like, yeah, we want to make it good. We want to be cool. And then after the All-Star game, let me share my screen here. Um he had this to say uh, about the All-Star game, and we can uh, we can discuss <laughs> his thought process here. Uh, let's take a listen to uh, Mr. Adam. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he is devastated. I mean, Ad- Adam Silver has oh, had man. enough. This poor guy, I don't really feel that bad for him, but he he stuck his neck out after last season because if you remember this time last year, Jack, we were having the same conversation. This game is ass. Who cares? They went back. They got rid of the captains. They got rid of the target score. They went back to the classic rules, and the players didn't care. You had Luca firing up a three-quarters court shot just for the hell of it. You had Luke, Luca also throwing himself an alley-oop off the backboard just to like throw it off the front of the rim like, these guys clearly didn't care about this game. There's been a lot of talk of like they should get paid extra for this game, which I guess, sure. But yeah. he is none too pleased. Like Mm-mm. he really, really tried to do something and make this a respectable event, and they clearly did not care. <laughs> Lucas just <laughs> two for one chance. I love him, man. Lucas so easy special stuff. Adam yeah, Silver I saw mean... that and probably fell out of his chair. You get why, like we've talked about this. They don't really have a reason to care. Like, why would they care? Uh, and it, we did get some fun moments. Like, there were some like funny, haha, like look at them having fun 
um, Jokic and Luka passing the ball back and forth all the way down the court without letting the ball hit the ground. Did you see that? Uh, no. So <laughs> it's just it's just Luka and uh, Jokic being morons and playing hot potato because they don't want the ball to touch the ground. They're just going back and forth and not dribbling pass, pass, like pass, it. pass. And then he kicks it to SGA for a dunk. It's kind of cool. Like there, there were some fun moments. It was just like no one cares. Like it's it's the All-Star game. Like it sucks. So, but whatever. This is what I'm gonna say in the All-Star game. And and there has been a lot of crying after this this year. All media. David Aldridge came out, tweeted, that was dreadful. Again, I'm beginning to think this game is irredeemable. I'm not sure why even minimal defense effort is beyond this generation of all-stars. But it may be time to end this game if they can't give more of a damn than that. Now, few things. One, I'm not sure this is a direct impact on the game, but a lot of these guys being really good friends or close in general doesn't really make them want to compete anymore in this one. It's not like they're trying to prove that they're the best at all times. Like this generation just doesn't have that. And that's okay. There are still great games that happen throughout the season. Like this is still a competitive league. Make no mistake. But at the same time, when it's December in January, and Jack, you're like, what do you think about the All-Star game? And I'm like, I don't care. Yes, it's absolutely terrible podcasting. But this <laughs> is why. Because every year, we're just like, oh, they didn't care again. And people are crying online because For the what game it's worth, wasn't competitive. I also don't care about the All-Star I know you don't. I, I care about who is an All-Star. Because that is what matters at the end of the day. No one gives why a does shit it matter, how though, if. Why does it matter if if they're just going to go out there and like not compete? Like well, I know it's a recognition. The selection, thing, but yeah, why the selection of an all star. The selection of an all star is not for the game. It's the selection of who was are the best players that season. And I understand like the all NBA thing. I just think I don't know. All star has always been a thing, so it is just a reflection of been. like it, it is what how you help tally. Like LeBron's a twenty time all star. This person's a this time all star. Tatum's now what a five time all star. Like that's how you tally stuff. So it's like all star is a signification of how good a player is on a consistent every year basis. Um, and all NBA is another one of those, but I, I think all-star is almost like more general. You can have more all-stars and then NBA is whole league, like very defined, like, it, it, you know, only the best, the best make all NBA, but the game sucks. It does suck. And there, there's nothing you do to change it. And with all due respect to David Aldridge, the fuck do you want from them, brother? This game means nothing. It means absolutely nothing to any of them. They don't care. And they're not going to try to play defense if they don't care. And double down, it's the whole, you know, if you think this person should be an all-star, you have to tell us who to take out. If you think this person's, uh, you know, bad, who are you going to trade for them? If you think they should play defense, tell me why and propose a solution. Don't just say they suck. Figure it out. Give a solution if you're going to fucking Well, that is, the that is the big takeaway. Like, the league, <laughs> Adam want? Silver went out and he talked a big game about him wanting this to be better. Well, it's time to actually do something. You did like, nothing. Yeah, you, you changed it back to what it was before, which was changed for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think making this more about the players is a way to get them com to compete. The conference means nothing. There's no pride in playing in the Eastern Conference. There's just not. There is pride in representing your own name. When they're doing the draft. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like LeBron wants his team to win because his name's on the team. Simple. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to keep saying it every time we talk about this. 16 teams do a tournament. Have to win four games in one night. It'll be fire. And they will care. But I'm not going to care about all-star selections anymore. I'm just not. I'll talk about them. We'll do the show. But I'm not going to care. And I don't think anybody else should care. Because if the players don't I care, just, then I we just shouldn't agree. care. People care about, they care about being an all-star. They don't care about the game. It is different things. It is different things. Well, it's not because... When you become an all-star, you play in the game. Yeah, but the point of being an all-star is not to play in the game. For these guys, at least. It is the recognition of being recognized by your peers, by the coaches, by the media, and by the fans as one of the best players in the NBA. That is what an all-star is. It's not, oh, I get to go play in a meaningless game on the fucking dumbass streets of Indiana. Sorry, Indiana. Like it, They don't care about that. They care about being recognized. It is a recognition thing, not a game thing. It is different. In theory... Not in you theory, are, it is. No, different. no, you, you're correct in general. But in theory, it should be a kind of an honor to be able to play in the game. This is what the league wants it to be. An honor to play in the game, an honor to represent your team, and an honor to represent yourself in this game. However, that's not what it is. It's a circus, and that's what it is. So you either lean into it being a circus and make it a lot of fun, or you find a way to tweak it so they will actually want to compete, whether it's making prize money be part of it or making it a more difficult thing to actually win so these guys have that competitive fire in them where they want to be able to have bragging rights. Two teams I, is not gonna get is not gonna give you that unless there's money. It is an honor to be selected as an all-star and represent your team that way. But they view it as I am representing my team on this piece of paper as an all-star because I earned that recognition as a great player for my team. Not so I can go play in a game that means nothing. It would be an honor to play in the game if the game meant something, but the the, the honor of being an all-star starts and ends when you are announced by fucking Shams and Woj. And that period, that is it. That is the end of the honor because there is no point to anything else. The league needs to figure out a solution to this. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I don't think it is... All I don't, stars I don't, don't think matter. I'm trying to pin this on the players. No, I, I, I'm not saying you are. I'm I'm saying the recognition of being an all-star matters. The game itself doesn't matter, and that is the problem. I don't I don't think it's fair to discredit the recognition of being an all-star, though. I mean, I think if the players don't care, then we shouldn't care. They care about being an all-star. They just don't care about the game. It is two different entities, and that's the league's fault. That is the league's fault that it is two different things, but it is. I think if we all stopped caring, now I'm not saying it doesn't matter the players. There's not, listen, just hear me out. If we all stopped caring and this is not going to happen and nobody talked about this, the league would have no choice but to think and figure out how to make it worthwhile. Of course, a hundred percent. I agree with you, but no one's going to stop caring. The people who are going to, it's the same. It's the same thing as Taylor Swift being put on the German trauma and people complaining about it. The people who like the, no, the NFL 
are going to the, – the point I'm making is the same. The people who like the NFL are going to watch regardless of Taylor Swift is on the screen. The people who watch the NBA are going to watch regardless of what's on the court because they just well, like basketball. The two of us didn't watch. We did not watch. We watched the NBA. We have we like the NBA so much. We do I, But I don't watch the, the All-Star NBA. game in general. I never watch the All-Star game. Exactly. Why but, do you not but, watch the All-Star game? Because I just don't care. Exactly. State Farm, Farm All-Star. Okay, this is Saturday night. Draws most viewers in four years. That was probably because they did a good job of promoting Steph versus Sabrina. Oh, never mind. All-Star game, record low, wide margin. Uh, this was Utah last year, though, so I wonder this year. Yeah, ratings are plummeting. I don't know. It's it's They need a problem, but I just don't think it's fair to say the recognition, recognition of being an All-Star doesn't matter. I just disagree with that point. I don't think that's fair. I mean, it matters from a selection standpoint, but these yes. guys clearly don't care about it. They, no, they don't care about the game. They care about being an all-star, though. It is different. They need to make it... The, the NBA not needs different. to be like, I okay. agree. I agree they need to make it not different, but it is at this point because the ga- they haven't made any incentive NBA for should them go to care like about the game. Strict, butthurt teacher and just be like, okay, you don't care. We're not doing this. Sure. Scare rid <laughs> no, of it. No more accolades for any of you. Until you fucking be an adult and go out there and play. Well, they can't do that. They have no reason to care. Why would they care? Um, Give them a reason. T- sure. JJ Reddick's also mad, but he's mad at a different thing. Uh, he went on a rant Respect. about late starts in the NBA, which I agree. Respect. He's mad Everyone's that sure. games aren't starting on time, that they the NBA lists, you know, something's going to start at this time, but then it doesn't start. I think it was like the All-Star game was supposed to start at 8. It started at 842 or something like that. Uh, and so we're going to listen to his rant. We're going to give our thoughts and reaction because it's funny is the answer because it is an entertaining thing. To it's do. also like facts uh, and hundred percent. It's facts. Yeah. I agree. So we can, uh, let's take a look at JJ here. See what he's got to say. Why can't we start anything on time in the NBA? Why can't we, why can't we, I'm going to sound like an old person here, but if, if it says eight o'clock, I don't want to, I don't want it to tip off at eight 42. All right. If I've already told my kids they can watch the first quarter, it's a Sunday night. Guess what? They've stayed up late like four straight nights because nothing starts on time in the NBA. And it's driving me crazy. And I work for a broadcast partner. Can we please just start things on time in the NBA? It's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. All right. On to the game. What? I love him. He's so funny. The best He's part so of this fire, is JJ Reddick working for ESPN, who is the absolute worst when it comes to the start times. Like TNT's good. Watch, TNT starts right on time. But if you watch like even a regular broadcast on the local networks, it starts eight minutes late. When it's ESPN, it's another seven minutes late. It starts 15 minutes late. I don't know who this is on. I think it's actually on the broadcast partners. I think yesterday's late start in particular is on the league. Because they have to do all the the pregame festivities, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure it's on whoever has the game, and and they kind of have a say on when it starts. Because ESPN is always the latest. Mm-hmm. ESPN is the worst, and it's not particularly close. I like they ESPN. they cannot figure out how to start on time. They are terrible. They're all it's and it's not even like oh sorry we were five minutes late. It is. 20 30 minutes late like we have extra time on our pregame show because espn is incapable of starting on time correct um it's frustrating in on jj going in on them fire love it more um 
what what is the way to fix it though? Like just just be better. It's, it's there's no like there's just nothing start that the fucking game do. on time. It's really not yeah. that hard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's just come on, guys. Oh, it's eight it o'clock. All right, everybody, get out there. Start the game. Uh, yeah. Shout out JJ Reddick though. That was good. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Mike Conley signing a contract extension with the Timberwolves. Uh, two years, 21, 22 million, two different numbers reported. I don't know if you saw that Shams reported. Oh, I did not. Sham said two years, 22. Woj said two years, 21. So I assume it's like 21.5 or something. And one rounded up, one rounded down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, that actually sounds right. It's probably his incentives. Woj is very team. Shams is very player. So it's probably a million or something in incentives. And one was reporting Conley got paid more and one. Yeah, that makes sense. Good deal. Mike Conley's having a phenomenal season. I had to double back and say I probably would take one year of Conley over one year of Pritchard. Uh, just the age thing is the difference. He's averaging 10.5, three rebounds, six and a half assists on 44, 44 splits, 92 from the line. He's a beast. He's really good. Uh, and he never turns the ball over 1.1 a game. Good for him. Good player. Yeah, he's a good player. He's quality. And again, I really think he has a major impact on all of the teams he's on. Like, we kind of talked about it when we did the standings check. Utah last year got up to a roaring start. Well, Conley was the reason behind that. He goes to Minnesota this season, and all of a sudden, Minnesota is overachieving. And when he has been injured, they haven't been as good. Minnesota has had ups and downs. They've had stretches where they've gone 5-5 five and five over 10 games. That has a lot to do with him. His veteran leadership, his ability to take care of the ball and set up the right guys in the right place is widely important. Without him, Minnesota clearly is not the team that they are at the top of the conference. And because of that, the team paid him. Makes a ton of sense. (laughs) Good move for Minnesota. The contract is not bad at all, especially by today's cap standards. Good deal. They are 37 and 13 with Mike Conley and two and three without Mike Conley. There you go. (laughs) Shout out Mike Conley. Uh, Unfortunately, not shout out very much to Jock Vaughn, uh, who did in fact get fired by the Nets today. Like two days after we were talking about how much we love Jock Vaughn. And I do love Jock Vaughn. He's awesome. He's a great person. He is one of my favorite people in the interview room, like around the league. He's just always super kind, always super energetic, always gives great answers, always so eager to like answer everybody's questions. He says, thank you. You know, have a good day. Everything like in, he says, hi, how are, how's everyone doing? It's a, he's a great person. He's a good coach. It's not his fault. The net suck. It's just, no. It, and it, it's tough because when you are looking for a new identity, you do want to shake things up. Jock Vaughn deserves better. He should be a head coach somewhere in the league. But I don't even know if you want to shake things up if you're the Nets. I think you want continuity. I think Jock Vaughn did a great job with last year's team in particular because that was a fucking shit show. You had Kyrie running around, hating on certain groups of people, and then they both wanted a trade, and they still got in the playoffs. And even before the trades, they played a lot better than they had been playing. Nash gets fired. Jock Vaughn comes in. All of a sudden, the Nets were rolling, and then all of a sudden, Kyrie asked for a trade, and that derailed their season. It was not his fault. This year, Mikael Bridges is their best player, and he's a fine player, but the players around him aren't good enough. How is that on the coach? This is another example of coaches being the easy scapegoat. It's a lazy take, and it's shitty that it's coming from the organization because you said it, Jack. This is not a guy that deserves this. Selfishly, I'm sitting here thinking, what if the Celtics brought him in as an assistant? in some capacity, whether it's this year or next, and he could be looking for something to do while he's looking for a new coaching job. It just doesn't seem fair. He seemed well-liked, seemed like he knew what he was doing, 
and he seemed like a decent leader. Just doesn't seem fair, and I don't know why we're both too fired up about this, but I, I just hate because he's a good dude. Like we we don't talk about enough. we don't talk about like oh we like this coach you know this coach is great all that often. He's just a great dude. Like he's just seems like a good coach, a good person. Went through a lot of shit in Brooklyn. Deserved this. I remember when they hired Steve Nash. Everyone was like, "Why didn't you just give it to Jock Vaughn?" Because he coached the team in the bubble after who was it? Who left? It was D'Antoni left, uh, or yeah. someone left? Uh, and everyone was like, "You should just give it to Jock Vaughn. He did a good job." He's a damn good coach and a great person, a great leader. And before that Brooklyn game in the pregame press conference, he was like, "We had guys who just didn't run back on defense all the time. What the fuck are we doing? Like effectively, like we got to be better than that." And then they got blown up by 15 and you're blaming him. It's, it just feels lame to me. I don't know. I, I like do on good coach very quickly. Want to take a look. Cause I saw that this was posted in the Celtics subreddit on well Reddit. And I'm curious to see what people had to say about it. It was one of the top posts. And I want to see if people yeah. are like either trashing him or they're like, Hey, what if the Celtics went and got him or if they agree with us? Cause I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to see what people have to say when they're kind of out of it. So let's <laughs> see. Was this in Celtics Reddit? You said Celtics Reddit. First comment, Boston Celtics get another coach fired. Kind of true. Uh, we That's broke funny. another team. What the fuck is he supposed to do with that roster is another comment. It's true. <laughs> it, it's just there's not a lot you can do when your team's bad. Like, it's the NBA. There are coaches that can help teams overachieve, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like Jacques Vaughn was the problem <laughs> in any no. means. And I don't think this Nets team is a problem. I just don't think they have the personnel to compete, especially in is- the Eastern Conference where there's several teams that are at least competitive. Is this the third time the Celtics beating the shit out of a team has directly led to a trade or move firing? Happened twice Kyrie. with the Raptors. This year, this year, this year, this year, this year, this year. It happened twice with the Raptors? OG they, and Pascal oh, trades were right they after. They both got traded right after? I think so, yeah. Uh, and Jock Vaughn. Huh. I, I didn't think like just this season. But like I know yeah, Kyrie's right? last game as a net was a whomping at the garden. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, pretty sure both Raptors ones. I can get corrected if I was wrong, but I know though. No, I, I believe you're right. Because I yeah. remember I think we talked about that. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um Celtics go get him. And for what it's worth, I can't imagine Grant being sprawled out on the floor against Tatum was a great lasting image there either. But uh, (laughs) last NBA thing we have, LeBron James uh, supposedly hates attention. Um, Can I find this clip? Can we play the clip somewhere? Yeah, I I didn't put the clip. That's my bad. But no, you're good. Well, you look for it. LeBron is all-star press conference. And at the press conference, he was kind of asked about what he plans to do going forward. When is he going to retire? As he like always is now. Like anytime he has a press conference, it's not Lakers mm-hmm. media. It's like everyone. They're like, when are you going to quit? Anyways, they were like, I don't know if I'm going to do a retirement tour. Somebody asked him. He's like, I'm 50-50. Mm-hmm. There is not a chance that LeBron doesn't have the biggest circle jerk retirement tour you would ever see. There is zero chance he would just retire. I got him. LeBron came <laughs> out and said he's not, he doesn't really handle attention well. Here's yes. the We don't have to the full two minutes, but I'm going to. You know, it doesn't end with the team playing for right now. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Probably true. Also, don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour? Or were you kind of just Tim Duncan? 
I'm 50-50. Um, Not true. To be honest, because there's times where I feel like, I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. Fair. You know, I get that. Whatever the case may be. And Nobody game. loves LeBron like LeBron. Well, you know, I'll his fans. That seems cool. Um, but the other side of, I've never been that great with um, accepting like praise. He can't even keep a straight face. Look at him. Bullshit. It's just a weird feeling for me. So the worst. I saw someone quote tweet that with uh this man literally has chosen one tatted across his chest yeah yeah i mean be fucking for real listen i i get the the, the concept of the fan thing because i like you wanted to go to paul pierce's last game. yeah i sure did so the fact the fact that you knew when he was retiring allowed you to have that moment in that special thing so i get it from like my fans want to know when i am done so they can experience it one last time i understand sure. that because like people will sometimes buy tickets the praise thing is hilarious. <laughs> the praise thing is hilarious, but like you also can't act like there is nothing in it for LeBron if he has like a retirement tour. Definitely, absolutely, there's stuff in it. Teams yeah, will, like, will lay out the thing if the, he gets the an ovation stuff. in every fucking arena and they give him a gift and all that. Like, it's not like he's not enjoying that. Of course, I know he just tried to say he doesn't like praise, but that's just not true. So of course he's gonna fucking want that. That's LeBron. It's the biggest LeBron thing ever. He literally did a fucking special when he was going to leave the Cavs because he loves attention so much. It's Th and That's it's, why it, it's a bunch of bullshit. I think it's fine to want that. But just to admit that you think it'd be fine. That's the problem. Just, just say you want the circle. <laughs> yeah, trip. it's fine it's to fine. want that. Kobe did it. Pierce did it. You know, they wanted it. Tim Duncan didn't want it. Kevin so he didn't Garnett, say shit and he went away. Kevin Garnett didn't want it. Whatever. Just admit you want it. Just say, man, I don't know. I don't like. Come on, brother. Come on, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> just... It is funny. The chosen one on the chest. It's just all time quote tweet. Uh, all right. You want to go to the Rattlers here? Are we ready to uh yeah. to rock there? All right. Would you like to kick us off? Uh, I can kick us off. I sure can. Uh, Rattlers. This restaurant in Montreal. Now I'll tell you why. <laughs> The lady and I decided we want to go to breakfast and we try this place that was recommended to her from a friend. Now we take the metro, lovely metros in Montreal, I'll tell you that. The clean subways, uh, very, very up to date, very new. Like they have screens in the subway that tell you what stop you're at, updated. They're adding those in Boston. They are. Yeah. They're slowly rolling. It's pretty nice. Anyway, and I love taking the subway. So take the subway. Have to jump onto another line to zip up, whatever. We get to the restaurant. They have people waiting outside. They don't have they don't have a space for people to wait for their table inside. It's fucking cold up there. I bitched about it on the last like it is freezing cold. They got an entire restaurant's worth of people waiting. For us to have gotten into that place, we would have, and you can't make a reservation, we would have had to wait for them to flip every single table for wow. us to get in. Probably. Estimate. Not a fact. 
estimate. That's crazy. That's nuts. So ratless to them for just having like no space to wait. Like they got people lined up around the fucking block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's fucked. <laughs> that's yeah. that's terrible. Um, bad. Uh, this isn't really ratless. Ratless, I suppose, but basketball i want to talk about ball it's like the best part of my week every week so i like talking about it it's fun <laughs> i love basketball man i don't get to play a lot i play like twice a week and it's awesome i love it hey twice a week is um, more than you used to play so that's a step in the right track. definitely i'm hoping i get to play consistently twice a week now too and there's a the place i'm moving to in september has a park across the street with the hoop so i'm probably gonna get to play a lot nice which is good um ratless myself though because i i hit frank i crossed the fuck out of frank i got his ass i was driving down the hoop well it's myself i drove down the hoop i hit him with one of those like in out dribbles where i i brought the ball yeah. past and like pretended to go left he was gone like no chance and then i fucking smoked the layup in traffic i was so happy i it had happens. him i had him i got you i euro stepped you and i got around you in the paint for one i was mad uh, i missed the ball i know i got around you just barely um so I was like, but yeah, no, ball, ball was fun though. It was good runs yesterday. I had a good, time. I hadn't was, got to go good. and play with you guys on Sunday nights in a while because I hadn't been in a minute like, either. It's been busy. I mean, Celtics or men's mm-hmm. league and you play a men's league game. You aren't really trying to go play another two hours. I hadn't been since like November. Like it's been a long time. Really? It's been I that was, long. Yeah. Well, think about the holidays, like Christmas. Um, yeah. I wasn't there in Christmas. I got sick during Christmas. I don't know if I was there maybe beginning of December, but it, like it's been a, yeah. a while. So I was very glad to go play again. I, I love ball. Yeah, I like it, too. I mean, it's I have a lot of friends in there, too, so I don't get to see everybody all that much anymore. So yeah. it's nice to go. Uh, populated last night, too. Like everyone was a ball last night, which was good. Was they didn't fun. really play well yesterday, though. I, I played. OK, I had one good game where I, I could not. Miss. You played well yesterday. Too. You make a lot of shots. Henry even made. I mean, it was terrible. I did. Henry made one. <laughs> I made a couple yesterday. I, I I made Deshaun play some actual defense. He was uh, he, he was sinking back a little too far from my like, and I had to make him. I had to teach him. He had to know. <laughs> so speaking uh, of uh, basketball, yesterday I made the drive back down from Montreal, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get back in time to be at basketball, which starts at seven p.m. We left at one p.m. Six hours in there for me to get back. I ended up being a half hour late to ball, which wasn't too, too bad. The U.S. border, rat list. <laughs> Nothing happened to me at the border. Nothing happened okay. to her at the border. However, they don't have, like, the best system. They have five gates for you to, like, go up and go to the window and, like, they're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And so, like, two of them were open. Then they opened a third. Shout to the guy that was like uh, diagonally adjacent to us. He just was like, okay, I'm going up. Then we were like, okay, like we're also going to go up and around. It was like U.S. citizens only. So it was like a, like almost like the express lane. Yeah. It ruled. But why do you not have all five open? The line. How many were open? One, you said? (laughs) It was two two open and then they opened a third. If I had not etched out and gone along the side, I probably would have been there now. I was there yeah. probably 25, 30 minutes still. Like, get it together. I know, like, people love the borders. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> come on. You, you got to get it. Widen the thing or something. Like, just more gates. Tough. Great job. That is a tough look. It's a tough look. Um, 
my next one is falls in line with yours. So I'll, do you want me to go first or yours? Because I have a, dr- a driving rattless too. Yeah, um, right. I was on the highway last night coming to ball and you would definitely know the highway if I said it. I just don't know what it's called because I'm a moron and like I can definitely find two ninety five. I I I am good at a lot of things. I am perhaps the worst person you've ever met at knowing what road name, like highway names. I I don't know. I couldn't tell you if I'm on ninety five or ninety three or four. There's too many fucking names. It's the highway. I'm on the highway. Is what I'm on, which is like so. Okay. I I don't know. Um, I'm gonna look now because. I want to know now, but I was on the way to ball <clears throat> getting there. I am on, I believe what is 295. Yes. Yes. 295. I believe is correct. I know all the roads. I'm driving. Someone is going 65 in the left lane, far left. Someone is going 68 in the middle lane. And then somebody else pulls in on the right lane and goes 64. It's the fucking Avengers in front of me yeah. and I can't go anywhere. I almost had Henry take a video, but I didn't want to get like get caught fucking filming people on the highway and get someone pissed off. Uh it's just like I that was the most mad I've been in the car in a while. And Henry doesn't always get mad, but even he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Like like across the board not letting anybody pass. There was there wasn't a soul in front of him. Not 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 even close. Terrible. So fucking mad. If you're going to drive the speed limit, fuck off. Get out of the left lane. Banned. <laughs> Driving license gone. Horrible. Just fucking horrible. Oh, so, so when I was in Canada, Jack, you'll love this. Mm-hmm. When you're on the highway, they have these signs on the side of the highway that have like the circle with a line through it. And it's two cars driving next to each other. They don't, they, they are anti-wall up in canada they don't allow that it's illegal oh, dude i saw it and i was like that is the most incredible thing i've ever seen so yes fuck yeah canada i made the drive back and i'll tell you what once you get into the united states the further you go down the more ass these drivers become up in vermont two lanes on the highway everybody's got it right Slow drivers in the right lane, fast drivers in the left lane. The left lane is legitimately used for passing the way it was intended by the creator. Then you get down. We we stopped in New Hampshire right at the border. As you get down on 89 going into across, like it's not, you're not coming top down, you're going across. Stop at Jersey Mike's as one does. Fine establishment. Shout out to Jersey Mike's. Get back on the highway. All the bad drivers must have came out after dinner. Just everybody out there slugging around in the left lane. Then you got the morons. and It's still only two lanes. If if you are not able to pass somebody, just get over. Get over. If you're next to a box truck, you have a responsibility to pass the box truck in a timely manner when i was driving there were so few cars and i was driving for so long that i was able to pick up on trends i was like huh traffic really gets going when there's a box truck because people decide they need to pass it but the people passing it aren't always your typical passers 
So they don't know how it's done properly, how to drive quickly. And it takes them longer. And then they hold everybody up, creating a wall. Then you have the guy in the middle lane that should actually be in the far right lane, but he's in the middle lane. Mm-hmm. So you get trapped in the left lane behind a, st- a slow guy. And then you have his friend next to him in the middle lane and you're trapped. It was probably three hours straight of me dealing with the dumbest of the dumb. By the time I made it back to Providence, I was ready to have a meltdown. I did have a meltdown. She was none too pleased. She Wait, like what, what was she not pleased about? That is what she said. A meltdown. She doesn't like okay. when I get upset. I, uh, I'm a very positive person on the show. I am one of the most anchor drivers in the world. I just, I'm also, you, well, you'd know me. I, I would can't you be surprised it. if I got angry? <laughs> it's horrible, man. I just get off the roads. Go. I go get home. behind the wheel. I just become Chris Broussard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's bad, man. People can't drive and, uh, it's tough. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, no. ball was good. Driving was bad. Um, I feel like that had something, but I can't think of it. Um, no, I, I, I think that's that's just about it. Oh, it's just people who go 25 miles an hour on the off-ramp. Fuck off. Like, I understand, like, you're supposed to go a little bit slow. Don't, like, grind to a halt. You're turning. What are you doing? Please. I watched the most impressive display of driving I have ever seen yesterday. Mm, hit me. Meaning the opposite. Uh, so I'm driving, and they have an on-ramp with a yield sign. I think a yield sign. Not sure. Pretty much was like, just pay attention. There's oncoming traffic. I watched somebody stop at the merge in my rear view. That is get rear-ended type stuff. I can't believe I saw that with my own eyes. Like getting onto a highway, they stopped. They stopped. See, I've had to do that before. Do you want to know why? I've told this on here. I had to stop getting onto a highway because the person in the far right lane. So it's one of those where like I'm getting on and like like 100 yards in front of me is get off. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the loop highway. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It was not like stop. that. I I agree. Yours is bad. I had to stop because the fucking person in the right lane tried to stop to let me in. You're on the highway. Yeah. Fucking go. I have the yield. Uh, Get out of my way. What are we? And then the people behind me are honking. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> this dude stopped. Oh, uh, I just, people, uh, just, I can't, man. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. Anyways, that's all I got. Uh, driving gets me so heated, but you got anything else? Are we done? We cooked? No, nah, we're done. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Let us know what you think of the new thumbnails. We're trying some stuff to get more viewers on the channel. Putting our super cruel faces in there saying, oh, oh, look what's happening. Super cool. Uh, (laughs) So this will probably be titled something about Tatum meeting Larry Bird. Uh, So you'll see them on the thumbnail. Super cool. But thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Do all that good stuff. Send us an email. We appreciated it today. Uh, And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, the website. HowAboutThemCeltics.com. Yes. Next pod guest on the next pod yes we'll have a guest uh for the thursday pod this is true um and the nets are hiring kevin ollie as an interim head coach so there's was on the sheet but uh i'll let it was ignored 
Well, I, I didn't look at the info when I saw that because I thought I knew everything. Oopsies. All right. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'll let you wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. These pods are coming at you Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have Talk and Seize with Bobby Kravitsky, which is live on Monday and Friday, pre-recorded on Wednesday. Uh, you can find our other videos in the filler days. And anytime there's a game, there's a game recap the next morning, whether it's in the pod or its own video. And before the game, we're here live a half hour before for pregame. Come hang out in pregame. It's a blast. A lot of nonsense going on. Leave a like. Say something, say something nice in the comments. Also, leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple, where you can find the audio versions of the pods and game recaps. Say something nice about us there, too. Uh, you can also find us on the email, like Jack said, and we did earlier in the pod. HBTCpod at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch with us. We do go through your emails each podcast, and we love to hear from you. So keep doing that. We appreciate everyone coming out today. You can find us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can find our pregame streams there and on YouTube and also on Twitter. Jack Spurs at Jack's NBA. Mine's at Sam France NBA. It's it for us. Bye. 